Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. In this show, we hope to bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked the path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way or ascending on their spiritual path. Things are changing from a third or fourth dimensional world to something different, and we are expanding our world from duality to a world where we are back to all one, and we are interested in new ways to create within ourselves and with others, and with our world. We've noticed that we can connect with spirit faster, move energy around quicker, and time is speeding up. The way we use words is changing, carrying new vibrations, and the way we interpret events is expanding. We're letting go of old ways of thinking and beliefs that do not serve us anymore, and we're asking different questions of ourselves and our world. The way we define love is getting bigger, and there are always bigger, brighter waves to surf. So grab your boards. Let's ride the waves of our new ascension, psychic, or spiritual spaces together and share our stories. My guest today is award-winning composer and singer, Leah Scallon. We are talking today about Leah's new album, The Luminous Pearl, and Leah's recent tour in Australia called Sounds of Source, and the many crystal skulls that Leah works with that brings her so much inspiration. You can find out more at soundsofsirius.com, and you can listen to the new album on SoundCloud. We'll listen to a little bit of The Luminous Pearl, and then we're going to jump right into the surf as Leah shares with us her newest addition to her Crystal Skull collection. It's interesting you should say that because um, did I, I told you about you know about Alito, which is the very big skull that I that Leandro sent me since Solar. Did I tell you about him? Her? No. <gasps> oh my God, that's a whole other story. Um, I got a um, an email from Leandro one morning, and it must be oh I don't know, must be nine months ago. And the in the title bar, it said, who is singing here? I opened the email and um, I scrolled down to see the photographs. He basically, he said, I um, have had this skull um, for a long time and I just passed it this morning. It's one he carved a long time ago. I'm sorry, I'm not really remembering very well now, but he passed it that morning and all of a sudden 
he started to cry. So every time then he was passing the skull, or it might have been a few days before, so every time he passed the skull, he cried. So it was almost like the skull had just woken up. And it was really, he was just saying, who is this? Who is singing here? He heard the skull singing to him. So I scrolled down and I saw the photographs and I immediately started to channel. And when I finished channeling, that went on about 15 minutes and I, you know, I was sort of the tears were coming for me as well as I channeled. And then when I finished, I did something that I've never done before. I had to reach for a piece of paper and I had to write this message down and The message said three times, I am Alita, singer of the songs. I am Alita, singer of the songs. I am Alita, singer of the songs. I come from from the Eurosnos planet of the void. And then it went on like, um, I I sing songs of love. And it went on like this, I am Alita, singer of the songs. It was just beautiful. You know, I have the the message. So anyway, long story short... um, Leandro felt the skull was to be with me, but I had only become the custodian of Solar maybe six months before or something like that. And I couldn't even begin to think of having another major skull in my life. So I just said, look, if it's meant to be in time, it will be. And so we just left it. And then some months later, I got an email from Leandro saying, I'm sending her to you. (laughs) And he said, I'm just sending her to you. You can pay me whenever you want. She's meant to be with you. And uh, so that was it. He just put her, like he put her in the mail, (laughs) except she's 30 kilos. (laughs) She's almost as, she's, in fact, she looks bigger than Solar um, because she's all face. Uh, She is this incredibly huge white, she's an elestial, um, smoky elestial. So her elestial points are at the back of her head and her face is white. So she arrived with me. I didn't know what was coming and uh, she arrived and this enormous skull um, came. I put her out on the Australian earth immediately when she came. And uh, that night before I went to bed, it was 12 o'clock. I thought I'll just go out and check on her. And I went out and I looked at her and I went, oh, my goodness. I just saw this huge white face on the grass under the moonlight and I just thought, oh my goodness, you are so powerful. So um, so Alita is here and um, it's, she di- it feels very much like a feminine energy whereas Solar feels very much a masculine energy. I feel that she's connected to the song lines. Um, the Aboriginals here in Australia speak of, you know, the song lines, and that's basically how they, you know, that's where their whole, I suppose, dreaming is held in the song lines. Yeah. So they, so they have, um, they have basically song keepers, you know, who, who it's their one and only responsibility is to sing the songs and pass them on, and it's almost like the songs keep the land alive. So um, they have people designated specifically to sing the songs. And so I feel that she is um, connected to that. But she's also, it was very interesting. I had someone here um, just before the Cairn Sounds a Source event. 
Um, a few people flew up from Brisbane. There were three of them actually came up and they spent the day with me the day before the event. And one of them was a medium and uh, he channels from her with his hand on her and it was extraordinary what came through um, which none of us knew he brought up this name of this what turned out to be because we googled it afterwards um, this word which meant it, it was the first form of humanity so she represents humanity from when we were in a sense have come into this homo sapiens form and she gave the the, the 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 name and she gave the date it was like four and a half billion years ago or something like that or a million years ago and we looked it up in google and the facts were exact so really what she's saying is that she is um, in a sense she was there at the birth of humanity uh, again, I haven't, you know, if I'd known we were speaking about this, I would probably have gone and uh, just gone back and had a look at the details because you know how it is these days. So we're bombarded with so much information. So much is happening. So many things are happening that it's impossible for us to keep track of all the details. You know, it's almost like it just goes. You have to be in the moment. You have yeah. this experience and then you just have to move on to the next one. Exactly. So for me, what I'm feeling with these two skulls is Solar is holding that very masculine energy of the song lines and she is holding the feminine um, aspect. I think, you know, she hasn't come to into her own yet um, here with me. I'm not too sure what exactly she's doing with me as yet. Um, whereas, you know, with Solar, I am, um, I am much more clear about, um, you, you know, our role together, as it were. But Elita has yet to, I suppose, fully let me know exactly why she's come to me. <clears throat> um, but it's interesting that these two skulls are here in Australia, I think, which is, you know, I suppose, has been said as yeah. the most ancient culture in the world. So... So um, you've been doing <clears throat> events all over Australia and connecting these source stones and sort of aligning with different celestial events that have been happening over the last couple months. Was Alita present? Um, Alita was not present at the events in physical, um, as Solar was not present at most of the events in physical, uh, physical either, Christina, because he's 33 kilos and he's, it's just impossible for me to carry him around. As <laughs> he you can eats his entourage. I, I've met Solar, so I know he requires a lot of attention. However, he was present at, I did, um, uh, events in the four cardinal points of far north Queensland which is where I live and um, so in that case he was present I took him with me <laughs> and because I had assistance you know he um, he drove with me as in the back passenger seat of the car and uh, so he was able to be present at the events here but his presence is so powerful and so strong at those events, I can't tell you. Um, he made it very clear to me before, you know, at the outset of this project that um, really he is in partnership with me in, um, in the Sounds of Source project. And so his energy is very, very much an integral part of the whole thing. You know, your music has been just 
life-changing for so many of us. And then this recent album has gotten so much attention, and I wonder if it's the skulls. Well, Christina, as, you. as you know, that album was recorded um, with intention, um, well, really under divine guidance. I was... Um, in a sense, told to go into the studio at that Alpha Amigo time of the 21st of December 2012 for a three-day window. Um, I suppose it's like the full moon or any of these celestial events that take place. They say that the energy, you know, it may peak on one moment, but the energy is really there for three days. So it was interesting that I was told to go into the studio for three days Um, So I went in on the 21st of December 2012, which, um, as many of your listeners will know, was that um, moment when we uh, it said that we we were at the uh, the juncture of this end of many cycles, including a 26000 year cycle of the Earth's history. So it was at a moment when the Earth lined up with the galactic center of the Milky Way at 11, 11 a.m. on that day. And I specifically recorded at 11, 11 a.m. on that day. Um, so at that time, our Earth completed many, many cycles. So I was told to go into the studio at that time because what happened in that moment was I think that a a gateway was opened, a sort of universal gateway was open. And in that moment and in those three days, all of this energy was flooding onto the planet with many codes, I think, that were um, gifted to us uh, to wake us up. And so the reason I was in the studio was to embed those codes into the music so that people long into the future would be able, would be able to access the transformative sound frequencies of that time and use those frequencies to, I suppose, raise their vibration and assist them with this shift of the ages that we're going through at the moment. So I feel a lot of attention is because those divine frequencies are in the music and people are being called to hear them. Yeah, Mm. (laughs) like the codes are just like sort of sitting there like, hello, here we are. Yeah. So, I I mean, it's um, it sounds, I suppose, to somebody coming to this work, cold turkey, as it were, and listening to us speak about these things, they probably think, what are you talking about? You know, what? You know, how can you prove that? How can you say that? You know, we can we can't prove what goes on in the etheric realms but you know we know it by our experience by our by our intuition and also um which i've seen so many times during the the unfoldment of this sounds of source tour is the synchronicities um that are flowing in that are giving confirmation that spirit really is guiding this process and uh you know there are just too many coincidences the, to to say this is an accident, you know. So um, I think this is what we're being asked to do. We're being asked to take the leap of faith, step into the, you know, step off the cliff, as it were, and follow our heart and follow our guidance and intuition. And then when we do that, when we trust, very often I think we're immediately given confirmation that what we've done is correct, that, you know, it was right to follow that flow of the heart. 
<laughs> yes, the encouragement of just keep going. And I think for a long time, let's say in the 80s and 90s, there were a lot of start and stops, and now we're not getting that anymore. Now it's like a string of words you'll hear all day long, no matter what you do. If you're listening to the radio or you turn on the TV or you're you know, out and about, and you'll hear the same sort of message repeated. That's what I notice anyway with my world. And, and then somehow uh, you're kind of off on this new path. It's like every day is a new path now. Well, that's right. And I think, you know, this is um, what I was saying earlier, but it's sort of, sort of so hard to remember the fine details of things because there's yeah. just so much happening. You know, every day, and I think this is really, we've been talking about for a while, oh, we must live in the present, but it's now we're almost being forced to do that because there's just so much coming at us that um, we I, simply I have to. the present got bigger or something. So there's mm-hmm. a lot more folks that have jumped into what we're calling present time mm. or the present or whatever word you use for that. I just think there's a lot more of us in that field and it's okay it's like suddenly you have this permission as a group that maybe we just weren't using before or I I don't know how to describe that but it just seems there's a lot more people in that field and that expands it even more so we can have this flood of information all you know coming in and it's all present time and you're totally aware of it you're in your body as it's happening well, you know, that's really interesting. You should say that I got an email f- this morning from somebody who was at the final event that I did in Sydney. And um, what I found actually with um, uh, with these events is very much what you're speaking about is that the people that are called to be at these events seem to be they're being called very specifically. And you know, I'll have people, I, the number of times I've had people come up to me and say, you know, I don't know why, I just knew I had to be here, you know, or I just found out about you. There was one woman I remember at the one of the Sydney events and she came up and literally her whole body was just shaking. She was just, she said, I just found out I never heard about you before, you know, until two days ago when I heard about this event and I just knew I had to be here and her whole body was just shaking. And What's happening is people are having this sense of awakening. They're having this feel of returning home. And these events are, they're bringing in a sort of, there's a feeling of community and family uh, when you're yeah. there. And people want to stick around afterwards. They want to talk and they want, they want to be in that energy. And this woman this morning wrote, I'll just read you because I have the email open. She just just before we um, connected, I got received this. She, she said, during SOS, everything slotted into place, just like every drop of water returns back to the ocean. Everything returned back after completing its journey and full cycle. A homecoming or I am home feeling that I felt on all levels, including the physical realm. All the pieces of that particular puzzle were complete. And as you said just then, she said, I stayed in my body for the whole of the Sounds of Source event. So she's used to obviously leaving her body when she's having these experiences. But with that, and she said, one of the indicators is the feeling of joy and being myself. 
Everything I've experienced and done has led to this moment and a series of synchronicities. So a lot of people, I can just see the light of awakening and the light of joy in their eyes at the end, you know, where they just, they feel like they've come home, which is, you know, what, which is really, I suppose, what people have said about, you know, the work that I do really since its inception, I keep the most common phrase I hear from people when they hear the music or they listen to the CDs is, I felt like I'd come home. So yeah. it's interesting. I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to announce something. You're going to get breaking news. All right. Yeah, because in the last couple of weeks and more so after the last, in the last couple of days, I feel that the project is moving into a new phase. And what I feel is just what we're talking about now is that the words I'm getting are the sounds of source global family. And at the beginning of the very beginning of the um, the project, when I was downloaded with this, this information to do this, you know, to make myself available and go to these cities, you know, I was told that I would travel, you know, to cities all over Australia. And then the feeling was that it would go beyond, that it would also be outside the country. Um, what I'm now pretty sure of, and I don't know logistically yet how I'm going to do it, but the feeling is that the next phase of the project is going to be a virtual phase. And there is going to, it's the setup of, in a sense, the Sounds of Source Global Family, so that what I feel now is that I'm going to start doing the transmissions virtually that I'll have maybe, whether it'll be a monthly transmission or whatever, but that what people will do is they will, they will gather in their cities, so it will still be pods of people, whether it be Sydney or San Francisco or New York or Dublin or whatever, that people will gather in their groups and then we'll connect. So that instead of me being there in the physical presence, I will still be there in presence. But what this will mean is that all of those people who really, really want to be part of this family, um, we can build the Sounds of Source family and build the Sacred Indigo grid and really, really start anchoring the pillars of light all over the globe, not just in Australia. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's great. And then we can see Solar and Alita Absolutely. and all your other friends Absolutely. you have there. Absolutely. That's exactly right. So Solar will be here in presence and people will be able to see him. Instead of just looking at a, you know, a poster of him or whatever, they'll actually be able to see him. So, oh, that yeah. Great. That sounds great. And then you're free to just channel as much as you want. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, I see, again, I'm not a very technical person, so I have to find out how I'm going to do this and, you know, how to actually enact it. But um, I know that will happen. It's just information that you've got to and, you know, stuff you've got to learn. But um, that can be done. But I feel that perhaps, um, you know, apart from these um, perhaps scheduled transmissions or maybe other transmissions that will just want to come through uh, at other times as well. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. So. Oh, my gosh, that's awesome. 
So um, the album is up for an award, I think. Can you talk about that? It is, yes, which is really exciting. Um, On the 19th is actually the closing date, Christy. Um, It's the One World Radio Awards, One World Radio Awards. Um, They're based in the UK, but it's basically it's a a global international award. And uh, so the Luminous Pearl is up for Best New Age Album, which is fantastic. It's really exciting. So um, but this, um, just in case any of your listeners are interested in finding a bit more out about it, um, The Luminous Pearl is, um, uh, you can go listen to it. Uh, this is an award that is actually voted by the listeners. So um, you get a chance to vote, basically. So if you like the album, um, I'd be really, really grateful if you would go take a listen maybe and uh, place your vote if you like it. Yeah, and folks can listen to you on SoundCloud, too. They can, absolutely. So they just go to the Luminous Pearl on SoundCloud. You can uh, you can um, do it there. And perhaps the... You can vote at the One World Radio. You can vote at One World Radio, but if you go to the homepage on my website, um, there's actually a post on the homepage at the moment, which um, it has, you know, nomination for Best New Age Album. And if you click on that post, there's a direct link to there's a direct listening link where you can go listen. And there's also a link to the voting page on One World Radio. So that makes it easy. Great. I just love the work you do, Leah. I, I think you've, you're really bringing the idea of ceremony back to people in their home, in their communities. And, you know, there's been a lot of other energies in that ceremonial type of uh, <laughs> And, and now I think you're giving it back to folks where they can, you know, set up an altar and do their own crystal grid and they can connect to the source or whatever they want. But, you know, you've really shown a lot of people out there just how easy it is. You make it very easy uh, to participate and, and, you know, do it for yourself as much as you would do it for your loved ones. So I just really, really love that. Um, I'm able to even talk to you, and I'm so glad we met in person. So glad to have met Solar. I just think you're, you're, you've really tapped into something that the planet needs right now. Oh, thank you, Christy. I think um, I think you're right. You know, there is a craving within us for ceremony, and sometimes it's a bit of a dilemma for me uh, in a way because you know I go to these events, and the instinct is, and I feel that people really want and enjoy the ceremony but of course you know what I don't want to do is to be um, setting myself up as something apart or you know above or you know yeah we both have that Catholic background you know what I mean because exactly (laughs) you don't want to go there exactly and it's (laughs) you become very almost paranoid about it because the last thing you want to do is you know do another sort of religion replacement sort of thing you know so it's a fine line, but I think it, it is all about really about wanting to share things that um, I found work for me. And I, I think there is that craving within us, you know, and it's been there since time immemorial, really, from the ancient indigenous tribes, you know, who worshipped the sun and who had their ceremonies and whatever. There is a need for us to create sacred space within our lives and what's happened I think in the world and for a lot of people is that that sacred space has been completely gone and uh, because it wasn't very cool and you know if you, and also if you didn't um, 
uh, resonate with the religious upbringing you were brought up with. Suddenly, you know, you didn't want to do that. So what do you do instead? So what we're finding now, I suppose, and what we're discovering um, is that it's all within us. Everything, the connection to source and the connection to the cosmos is within us. So we just have to find a way, you know, that suits us to connect with that universal source energy and also to connect with the 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 beautiful, powerful energy of this planet that we live in and on Mother Earth. So in a sense, what we are as, you know, we are the human lightning rods in a way, we're the bridges. Our bodies are the bridges between the cosmos and the Earth. So we can be the the connector, the conduit, as it were, for those, you know, for the earth energies and the cosmic energies. It just feels like the crystalline energy is going to really, really come in and force this year. I'm just feeling it much stronger. And people are going to start realizing that, you know, everything in the cosmos really does have consciousness. You know, plants of uh, consciousness, trees, animals, and crystals have consciousness. They are pure light. They are, you know, light frequency. And so as we open our eyes, and I think really that's what it is, it's like it's always been there. It's just that we're now um, seeing it differently than we did before it's like maybe we weren't seeing before and now the veils are dropping and we're beginning to see more of what is there so um so yes i mean i i just think that um sharing with each other is a way to just help each other grow and help each other understand what it is we're doing here you know, and that's a hard one. It's hard to really understand that at times. Um, but, you know, if we if we connect with other like minded souls, it helps us through those times that are really challenging. And we all have those times, you know, uh, if we know we're not alone. It, it really can help. Exactly. And I think that's one of the most remarkable things about what you've been able to show people is that you can start from that space of feeling alone Mm. and then suddenly you make the ceremony and then you're not alone anymore. You're not sure how all those people got there, but they all showed up and then they won't leave. (laughs) That's right. They're still talking. People are trying to fold up chairs right now and like they're still talking. So thanks so much for sharing the latest antics of the crystal skull. I think it's always important to uh, check in with our crystalline friends. And thank you so much, Leah, for talking with us today. You're most welcome, Christy. Thank you for having me again. It's been lovely. And great. And uh, go to soundsofserious.com.
Sarosa. 